If you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host Sylvia and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is May of 2021. We're heading into the summer season of exams and thoughts are turning to the new academic year in some people's minds, preparing and trying to find good tutors and good institutions of education. I have met many students over my years of tutoring that find it very hard to find good tutors and to understand what's included in music exams and what institutions of education to go to. So I suggest that wise people do their research now and I'm trying to give you some tips and some guides on how to understand the process of music education as well as what kind of questions you might ask a potential tutor in your decision of choosing the one most suitable for your needs. If you go back to episode uh, 58, I just covered a couple of points there about what good tutors do in lessons, what they should do for their students. In episode 59, I mentioned about lesson frequency. How often should you have lessons? In episode 60, I spoke about the home environment. What type of environment supports a student for the best potential of success? In episode 61, I spoke about the importance of learning music theory. In episode 62, I spoke about practicing times. There is no one answer fits all in that question, like how long should you practice for? It's a very difficult question to give a broad answer for. In episode 63, I spoke about performance in exam rooms. It's a different set of circumstances to a student performing on a concert stage. So there's a couple of points there, hopefully, that will help you in that process. And in the most recent episodes, I have spoken about the components of music exams. Now, today, I just want to cover this brief topic about scales. Why should students learn scales? Why are they included in many music exams? And what is their purpose? Now, I'm speaking from a pianist's perspective, but I think the same information will be relevant no matter what instrument you play. I have mentioned in the past that as a young student starting to learn music, doing exams is a very good thing to do because it gives you a goal to drive for at the end of the year and those students who don't do exams tend to lag. I also suggest that a student should study many 
genres of music but in the early stages I think classical music probably is the best form of music to study initially because it gives you a great foundation of understanding and that combined with music theory really builds in a very good strong foundation so as when you go to explore other genres of music it's like the foundation of a house you are well constructed in your knowledge now one component I didn't mention in the last couple of episodes was um, a component related to music exams and that is scales. I mentioned about oral tests, I mentioned about pieces, I mentioned about sight reading but I didn't mention about scales and that's what today's episode is about. Usually when somebody prepares for an exam you have three pieces to learn, you have sight reading to prepare, you have to be good at oral tests and you also have to play scales. From a pianist's perspective, scales is playing solidly from octave to octave in different keys. And I have found that students who study music theory and who play scales have a really strong grasp on different key signatures. And then when they go and they try and sight read a piece of music in different keys with different sharps and flats, or they play different pieces of music in other genres with different sharps and flats because of their understanding of scales and music theory combined they really get it fast they understand what they have to do quickly their brain is well connected to understand what's going on scales give you a great understanding of your instrument gives you flexibility to move up and down the keyboard some people criticize scales saying that they're not the most suitable exercises to do and i agree with them on that perspective however I have got feedback from students telling me that even though scales are one of those things that they're not interesting, they're rather boring, you're just basically running note by note up and down the piano using different black and white keys, that they still provide a foundation of understanding concerning what sharps and what flats create a major or minor key. So from that point of view, I suggest scales are a very good thing to do. However, I wouldn't utilize scales for the purposes of doing exercises. The reason being is you're not challenging your physical hand as like a pianist would think about physical skill to do different things across the octaves and the different stretches. You're just understanding keys. So I have noticed in recent years that scales are being reduced in their number for some grades and I have mixed feelings about that because some students will, will find it hard to understand keys as a result. But it's just the changes that are going, that's going on in the music industry at the moment with everything moving online. Now, if you don't do exams, I think one of the things you should do or you should request help with from your tutor is to just do basic scales, major and minor scales and arpeggios just to get a grasp on key signatures. And then when you go to do your theory writing of different keys, you'll understand it a lot easier. But if you want to develop good physical skill that you're able to stretch your hand and do amazing glissandos and stretch octave to octave easily, I would suggest definitely that you do different exercises for those purposes. And in the world of piano, there are many books such as Cherney's 101 Exercises for Piano is one typical example that gives pianists a great skill of stretching their hands across the piano and doing amazing things. Again, it comes down to how dedicated you are. 
not everything in music is going to be very fun but at the end of the day if you want a good rounded education you want a good rounded skill this is just one element that you should go through at least in the early years of learning music anyhow scales are also very good to do when you move into the world of improvisation because if you've a good understanding of scales of the major minor keys of the different kinds of minor keys through scales when you go to improvise you understand the relationship of keys to each other now you do need the theory component to come in a little to, to kind of connect the dots but all in all it helps with improvisation through scales you understand very clearly the major and minor sounds and therefore when you go to do your oral tests or your sight reading your ear is tuned into the sound a lot easier now i hope that gives you some guides on why scales are important and why they have to be done i think most instruments do scales that do that you know any student who takes exams will meet scales at some point or another for those that don't do exams or choose not to do exams, I would still suggest to do the basic um, list of major and minor keys. Now, I hope that helps you in answering that question. And in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to talk about how to keep music going throughout the summer break, because very often students throw away their music studies during the summer because they're doing all these other things. However, there's some exciting things you can do during the summer that you won't get the opportunity to do at other times in the year. So tune in for tomorrow's episode. And you can send me questions there if you go to blog.musicsecretsexposed.com. You can send me questions on my contact page or there's a voice recorder there where you can record a question. I'd be delighted to help. Have a great day and talk to you tomorrow. Many have come up to me and asked, Sylvia, let me ask you a question. I've started learning music, but I am stuck. I can't get the sound I dream of. I've spent time and a lot of cash. I'm so frustrated. Or a parent has often asked me, I have a child who is not getting the results that we expected. I've invested a lot of dollars in music tutors and musical equipment. I'm so unsure, what can I do? My answer? Sign up for a free webinar at musicsecretsexposed.com where I'll walk you through what you can do to get you or your child on the best musical path right away. My greatest joy is to save you heartache and frustration and replace it with the best musical version of you. Don't delay, capacity is limited. Open a tab and let's get you started at musicsecretsexposed.com.